Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi, read by your host, me, Eli. Chapter 23. Pinocchio weeps upon learning that the lovely maiden with azure hair is dead. He meets a pigeon who carries him to the seashore. He throws himself into the sea to go to the aid of his father. As soon as Pinocchio no longer felt the shameful weight of the dog collar around his neck, he started to run across the fields and meadows and never stopped till he came to the main road that was to take him to the fairy's house. When he reached it, he looked into the valley far below him and there he saw the wood where he unluckily had met the fox and the cat and the tall oak tree where he had been hanged. But though he searched far and near, he could not see the house where the fairy with the azure hair lived. He became terribly frightened, and running as fast as he could, he finally came to the spot where it had once stood. The little house was no longer there. In its place lay a marble slab which bore this sad inscription. Here lies the lovely fairy with azure hair, who died of grief when abandoned by her little brother Pinocchio. The poor marionette was heartbroken at reading these words. He fell to the ground and, covering the cold marble with kisses, burst into bitter tears. He cried all night, and dawn found him still there, though his tears had dried, and only hard, dry sobs shook his wooden frame. But these were so loud that they could be heard by the faraway hills. As he sobbed, he said to himself, Oh, my fairy, my dear, dear fairy, why did you die? Why did I not die, who am so bad, instead of you, who are so good? And my father, where can he be? Please, dear fairy, tell me where he is, and I shall never, never leave him again. You are not really dead, are you? If you love me, you will come back alive as before. Don't you feel sorry for me? I'm so lonely. If the two assassins come, they'll hang me again from the giant oak tree, and I will really die this time. What shall I do, alone in the world? Now that you are dead and my father is lost, where shall I eat? Where shall I sleep? Who will make me my new clothes? Oh, I want to die. Yes, I want to die. Oh, oh, oh. Poor Pinocchio. He even tried to tear his hair. But as it was only painted on his wooden head, he could not even pull it. Just then, a large pigeon flew far above him. Seeing the marionette, he cried to him, Tell me, little boy, what are you doing there? Can't you see? I'm crying, cried Pinocchio, lifting his head towards the voice and rubbing his eyes with his sleeve. Tell me, asked the pigeon, do you by any chance know of a marionette? Pinocchio by name. Pinocchio? Did you say Pinocchio? replied the marionette, jumping to his feet. Why, I am Pinocchio. I'm very thirsty. And I'm very hungry. Let us stop a few minutes at that chicken coop down there. Then we can go on and be at the seashore in the morning. 
They went into the empty coop, and there they found nothing but a bowl of water and a small basket filled with chickpeas. The marionette had always hated chickpeas. According to him, they had always made him sick, but that night he ate them with a relish. As he finished them, he turned to the pigeon and said, I never should have thought that chickpeas could be so good. You must remember, my boy, answered the pigeon, that hunger is the best sauce. After resting a few minutes longer, they set out again. The next morning, they were at the seashore. Pinocchio jumped off the pigeon's back, and the pigeon, not wanting any thanks for a kind deed, flew away swiftly and disappeared. The shore was full of people, shrieking and tearing their hair as they looked toward the sea. What has happened? asked Pinocchio of a little old woman. A poor old father lost his only son some time ago, and today he built a tiny boat for himself in order to go in search of him across the sea. The water is very rough, and we're afraid he will be drowned. Where is the little boat? There, straight down there, answered the little old woman, pointing to a tiny shadow, no bigger than a nutshell, floating on the sea. Pinocchio looked closely for a few minutes, then gave a sharp cry. It's my father! It's my father! Meanwhile, the little boat, tossed about by the angry waters, appeared and disappeared in the waves, and Pinocchio, standing on a high rock, tired out with searching, waved to him with hand and cap and even with his nose. It looked as if Geppetto, though far away from the shore, recognized his son, for he took off his cap and waved also. He seemed to be trying to make everyone understand that he would come back if he were able to, but the sea was so heavy that he could do nothing with his oars. Suddenly, a huge wave came, and the boat disappeared. They waited and waited for it, but it was gone. Poor man, said the fisher folk on the shore, whispering a prayer as they turned to go home. Just then, a desperate cry was heard. Turning around, the fisher folk saw Pinocchio dive into the sea and heard him cry out, I'll save him! I will save my father! The marionette, being made of wood, floated easily along and swam like a fish in the rough water. Now and again, he disappeared, only to reappear once more. In a twinkling, he was far away from land. At last, he was completely lost to view. Poor boy, cried the fisher folk on the shore. And again, they mumbled a few prayers as they returned home. Chapter 24 Pinocchio reaches the island of the busy bees and finds the fairy once more. Pinocchio, spurred on by the hope of finding his father and of being in time to save him, swam all night long. And what a horrible night it was. It poured rain, it hailed, it thundered, and lightning was so bright that it turned the night into day. At dawn, he saw, not far away from him, a long stretch of sand. It was an island in the middle of the sea. Pinocchio tried his best to get there, but he couldn't. 
The waves played with him and tossed him about as if he were a twig or a bit of straw. At last, and luckily for him, a tremendous wave tossed him to the very spot where he wanted to be. The blow from the wave was so strong that as he fell to the ground, his joints cracked and almost broke. But nothing daunted, he jumped to his feet and he cried, Once more, I have escaped with my life. Little by little, the sky cleared. The sun came out in full splendor and the sea became as calm as a lake. Then the marionette took off his clothes and laid them on the sand to dry. He looked over the waters to see whether he might catch sight of a boat with a little man in it. He searched and he searched, but he saw nothing except sea and sky and far away a few sails so small that they might have been birds. If only I knew the name of this island, he said to himself. If I even knew what kind of people I would find here, but whom shall I ask? There is no one here. The idea of finding himself in so lonesome a spot made him so sad that he was about to cry. But just then he saw a big fish swimming nearby with his head far out of the water. Not knowing what to call him, the marionette said to him, Hey there, Mr. Fish. May I have a word with you? Even two if you want, answered the fish, who happened to be a very polite dolphin. Will you please tell me if on this island there are places where one may eat without necessarily being eaten? Sure there are, answered the dolphin. In fact, you'll find one not far from this spot. And how shall I get there? Take that path on your left and follow your nose. You can't go wrong. Tell me another thing, you who travel day and night through the sea. Did you not perhaps meet a little boat with my father in it? And who is your father? He is the best father in the world, even as I am the worst son that can be found. In the storm of last night, answered the dolphin, the little boat must have been swamped. And my father? There were only two means left to him in order to get a bite to eat. He had either to work or to beg. He was ashamed to beg because his father had always preached to him that begging should be done only by the sick or the old. He had said that the real poor in this world, deserving of our pity and help, were only those who, either through age or sickness, had lost the means of earning their bread with their own hands. All others should work, and if they didn't and went hungry, so much the worse for them. Just then, a man passed by, worn out and wet with perspiration, pulling with difficulty two heavy carts filled with coal. Pinocchio looked at him, and, judging him by his looks to be a kind man, said to him with eyes downcast in shame, Will you be so good as to give me a penny, for I am faint with hunger? Not only one penny, answered the coal man. I'll give you four if you help me pull these two wagons. I am surprised, 
answered the marionette, very much offended. I wish you to know that I have never been a donkey, nor have I ever pulled a wagon. So much the better for you, answered the coal man. Then, my boy, if you are really faint with hunger, eat two slices of your pride, and I hope they don't give you indigestion. At this last bribery, Pinocchio could no longer resist and said firmly, Very well, I'll take the jug home for you. The jug was very heavy, and the marionette, not being strong enough to carry it with his hands, had to put it on his head. When they arrived home, the little woman made Pinocchio sit down at a small table and placed before him the bread, the cauliflower, and the cake. Pinocchio did not eat. He devoured. His stomach seemed a bottomless pit. His hunger finally appeased. He raised his head to thank his kind benefactress. But he had not looked at her long when he gave a cry of surprise and sat there with his eyes wide open, his fork in the air, and his mouth filled with bread and cauliflower. Why all this surprise? asked the good woman, laughing. Because, answered Pinocchio, stammering and shuddering, because you, you look like, you, you remind me of, yes, yes, the same voice, the same eyes, the same hair. Yes, 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 you also have the same azure hair she had. Oh, my little fairy, my little fairy, tell me that is you. Don't make me cry any longer. If you only knew, I have cried so much. I have suffered so. And Pinocchio threw himself on the floor and clasped the knees of the mysterious little woman.